Hello, just a quick note before the show starts. This whole global pandemic thing has made it really difficult for us to record episodes. And since we don't really know when things are going to go back to normal, we're just going to be recording online and the audio quality is probably not going to be the best. It's not going to be what you're used to. So I'm really sorry about that. We're doing the best that we can in a bad situation. I hope that everyone's keeping safe and wearing masks. Enjoy the show. Molly had lots of questions about what was happening to her. Menstruation is fun. What do you prefer as a euphemism for period? On the rag or Bloody Mary? I don't like on the rag at all. <laughs> okay. Not as bad as on the blob, which is heinous. I'm really excited one. <laughs> We'll go with Bloody Mary. I feel like that's a fairly unique one I've never heard before. Hello and welcome to Period Drama, the podcast all about Bloody Mary, I guess. Uh, this week I'm joined by Annalise and Alice and we're discussing the contraceptive implant and just contraception in general and how the implant compares. So maybe you two could introduce yourselves and say how long you actually had the implant in. Oh, hi, I'm Annalise. I had mine for the three years, which is how long it lasts before it expires. Yeah. Hi, I'm Alice. I had my implant in for just under two years. That, both of you stuck them out. I <laughs> I don't think, I think I had mine in for under a year, I would say. I'm not sure. I honestly can't remember, but I had it in for a while and I got it taken out because of the side effects. But basically, the whole reason I kind of wanted to do an episode on the implant, I'm going to hit you with some facts here, is because not many people even know they exist, even though it's the most effective against pregnancy. Like, only 0.05% of people using an implant get pregnant in the year. But 9% of people using birth control pills get pregnant and 0.2% of people using IUDs. Wow. That's crazy. Uh But more facts, only 0.5% of people using contraception use the implant and 27.5% use the pill. That's crazy. Well, I I don't... Well, it makes sense that people haven't heard of it because I don't think I had heard of it until I, like, Research. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to find something because I didn't want to take the pill because I knew I'd forget, forget or lose yeah. it or whatever. And I just didn't like the idea of being like, not that I'm like super spontaneous, but the idea of being like, oh, like I'm going to go to my friends tonight. I've got to remember this thing. Yeah. Mm. I do uh, like that you don't have to think about it. But the IUD, which I think is kind of similar because you just get it in and don't have to think about it. Ten times as many people use that. See, that really surprises me. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot more kind of... Traumatic, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But a lot of the time they give it to women just after they've given birth. mm, Right. They've already given birth, so, you know, they've already gone through that whole um, invasive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And the IUD has been around a lot longer, apparently. So the implant was, I think it said, only introduced in 1998. So right. quite free, like modern. Yeah, it's. I think like it's interesting how you're kind of told about these things because I remember at school there was kind of it was kind of almost like the pill was the main form, condoms were the main form, and then everything else was kind of giving equal weighting. Like so, yeah. I remember being told just as much about like femidoms as I was the implant yeah. and just yeah. thinking what what the hell <laughs> who uses femidoms I've never met someone who's consistently used them no and we were I'm told not... so much about them at school <laughs> yeah and diaphragms as well and I've yeah. never <laughs> ever been offered a diaphragm like yeah I don't understand why they didn't talk more about the implant the IUD mm. like there's oh, so many for the patch I didn't know that the patch was a thing I still don't even think I've really heard of that I do have a theory of that though like so it's quite permanent isn't it so it's almost like I think that when you're younger 
and you go you can almost sort of say like oh the pill is just to help my acne or all oh, the pill is like to help mm. my periods or stop period pain there's almost like an excuse for it and I, I think that people like the way the sex is is sort of seen it's still weirdly taboo here I think especially yeah. for younger people um so I think if you're like talking to your parents about it as well it's almost you feel less worried about going to get the pill like one because it's not so permanent and two yeah like less it's not just about the sort of not getting pregnant it's not just about that sort of like element of sex it's about you know pain and yeah all of that yeah Yeah. definitely and as we all know there's no upsides to the implant no (laughs) well i've got a list of (laughs) sorry say that again annalise i was saying it's there's no upsides to it aside from the contraceptive bit. You don't yeah. to, like lessen your periods or control your acne or yeah. no. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. I no. do have a list of pros and cons we're going to go through in a bit. But I guess why did you guys get it taken out? Let's just talk about the side effects. <laughs> uh, a lot of blood, just bleeding <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah with yeah. no rhyme or reason and nearly all the time <laughs> that's probably why I got mine out yeah because yeah. you don't bleed that much Alice to begin with so the fact Ooh. that it made you start bleeding is like what the yeah. fuck <laughs> I was honestly just like but you know for to be fair to be fair to it to be fair to my implant for, for about a year I didn't have a single period and then like year two came on and I was like just suddenly hit I just like got spotting all the time and it was yeah it was really weird because I'm I'm a fairly period free kind of gal and it was (laughs) it was hard to get used to like and I just felt like oh I just felt like I was always having to wear like a panty liner because it wasn't enough for a tampon and I hate I feel like I'm wearing a nappy if I have anything in my pants so yeah that yeah I didn't like that I had the same thing where I can't remember the first year being that bad but it kicked in maybe six months in or a year in and then just carried on spotting until I got it taken out that's so strange though because a lot of the time they tell you that the first year is going to be the bad year and then it will get better so it's strange but for you guys it was kind of the opposite way around I think Mm. that's a con to try and stop young people getting them taken out yeah they genuinely say like keep with it it'll settle down because they yeah. don't want young people taking them out and then getting pregnant accidentally. Yeah. yeah. So, presumably, was the, he- was the bleeding the, your least favourite thing about it? Or did you have something that was also, like, awful? Um, for me, I, th- I think, like, that was the main thing. I th- the other one was I sort of felt... I don't know, it was like the lack of control with it with, in terms of the bleeding because you couldn't really tell when you might bleed or when you might not. I did I did feel like my skin got maybe slightly worse in the second year. I yeah. feel like my hormones, it messed with my hormones probably a bit more actually than the pill did. I didn't mm. know that was more at the start and to be that sort of almost where I felt like I did have to let it settle a little bit before my hormones yeah. re-regulated but I, I guess that's like with any hormonal change it it takes a while. Annalise did you get any other side effects? Yeah I definitely got more acne. Yeah um, that's a common one. And weight mm. gain which I actually only when I knew I was doing this episode today I only thought of but I, I don't know for certain because I don't weigh myself on a regular basis. I but definitely yeah, I remember I've... being much like when I did weigh myself on the implant. I remember being much heavier, and then being surprised when I weighed myself recently because that idea of how heavy I was has just stuck. And I thought, mm. and then I was surprised, and then I thought, well, maybe mm. it's I... was on the implant because I can't remember. Researching yeah. it, like a lot of women report weight gain on mm. a lot of contraceptions, and there's no evidence for it. If, like I just don't know many women who haven't experienced that and when they come off it do lose weight and I think it's like interesting though I think anecdotally like I'm the same I didn't see my weight almost change on the scales but I felt like it was where I gained weight I mm. felt like it was like more around like my tummy um that I put on weight when I was on 
um, the implant like I felt like almost like the top part of my tummy was like a little bit more kind of sort of soft and <laughs> a little bit more maybe podgy some might say yeah. like and when I came off it and went back onto a different pill I felt like I didn't look as sort of bloated if that makes sense yeah I think that does make sense um apparently so the most common reason to stop using the implant is irregular bleeding which is what all three of us had because when I had the implant in I mean my bleeding's bad enough anyway but it it just did nothing to control it at all <laughs> um about 20 percent of people using the implant will have heavy or irregular bleeding but only one in ten of those women get the device removed early so i guess annalise is one of those nine out of ten who just waited it out mm. um but we were like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think because I thought it wasn't going to change. I thought, I think I thought in my head, I'll get it taken out, I'll get something else put in, and it, it will be the same thing. Like, yeah. if I get the coil, I'm going to have the same problem or worse. Because I'd read things like, if you go on the coil, then you get bad cramps. So I just thought, well, it's this or something the same or worse. So I'm just going to mm. stick it out. Um, I think the cramps is only with the copper coil because I actually recommend you get the hormonal coil to alleviate cramps. Mm -hmm. But the copper coil is known to make cramps a lot worse. Yeah. I Well, yeah, I don't get worse cramps on now on hormonal coil. So. Yeah. I think though the draw of the implant is that uh, it's so easy to use. Like you can basically mm -hmm. just forget about it for three years. And the only thing that's similar to that is the marina but like so the coil and yeah. that is quite a unfun experience <laughs> mm. I was definitely put off having the reason I went for the implant instead of the coil was you know I, I hadn't I wasn't that old so I think I felt like having somebody rooting around down yeah. there was quite scary in like a medical sense so yeah definitely um so I was sort of like and obviously I hadn't had any like smears or anything like that at that point so yeah that put me off for sure what were your experiences of having it put in because mine was very embarrassing the implant yeah oh uh, yeah I was gonna ask you about your experience because I was um mine was fine like literally I barely remember it it went in coming out was slightly worse it wasn't painful Ooh. but I remember I brought Tom with me and Tom was just fascinated in watching it that's mm. pretty much producer Tom <laughs> he was just like I just want to see what happens <laughs> yeah I took my mum with me to have mine taken out and yeah she didn't help because she just was like oh it's just so long I didn't realize how long it would be um and then she managed to say oh and you're bleeding quite a lot and I'm really I'm really not good with blood as you know Kat so um yeah I, I get quite fainty when I see my own blood or feel like I'm in any kind of peril so. that's not helpful at all <laughs> no it wasn't but my experience having it put in was it wasn't painful as such I quite the doctor did a really good job it was just very awkward because he happened to um have trained with my dad oh right I see <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know it was at a point where I was still not being I was you know I've, my parents weren't born yesterday I don't think they obviously they knew they definitely knew what was happening but um yeah I um I still don't really want people my dad worked with <laughs> knowing yeah that's a bit awkward <laughs> I was using and it was just really awkward as well because I didn't you know I didn't say anything about it he just was like oh you seem quite familiar and then he was like oh you know Lester Lester oh I know your dad <laughs> just as he was like putting the implant in I was like great okay <laughs> yeah for listeners your dad's a gynecologist right no or... he's a, he works at the women's hospital in Birmingham yeah a hematologist so he works with yeah a lot of women's health stuff which is why it was related but um yeah 
not fun. At least I wasn't being like, you know, fully examined. It could have like yeah. been leg, legs akimbo a little bit more. But... <laughs> Midway through like a physical exam, just like, oh yeah, I know your dad. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've, I have been to appointments where like, because I'm uh, still trying to um, have a baby. So like some of my fertility appointments, there's definitely been people who've like known me from my dad. Mm. And that's, that's always awkward. It's like, well, you see my vagina. That's nice. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least they don't come to like family parties how awkward would that be oh, yeah no now I'm just gonna live in fear of that happening Kat like, yeah, sorry Annalise how was yours coming in and out I can't I can't remember I remember it being fine because I brought a friend with me to have it put in just like mostly just out of because it, it was would be fun yeah, I mean, not because I was scared or anything, but because just it was it's a f- nice day out. Exactly, like <laughs> was in the centre of Birmingham, so why not make a day of it? You know, oh, was it yeah. Brook? Yeah, that's what oh, I, I loved Brook. I think Brook <laughs> one of the is really really sad. I think for young people in Birmingham that Brook is no longer there. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I remember actually like the first time I went to like go and get the morning after pill like and not knowing what on earth to do like oh my god why am I pregnant well I know now that that is very unlikely but anyway um, <laughs> I was so stressed about it um, and I went into a chemist and they were like oh it's 21 pounds and at the time I literally had like a fiver to my name yeah. so it was really good knowing that Brooke was there um, yeah for free stuff yeah so Brooke was great yeah it I wish I took too. a friend so I didn't actually when I had it in actually I didn't think about it at all like I wasn't going to have it I went to go and pick up a I went I went to a walk-in sexual health clinic because I suddenly realized I'd run out of my pill I was at uni um and I just wasn't very organized so yeah I was like, oh I don't want to like loot you know because you had to wait like seven days if you went yeah off and blah, blah, blah. so I suddenly realized I didn't have any more of it left um went to go pick some up from this sort of like sexual health clinic and he just was like oh you know instead of picking up the pill do you do you just like want an implant and you'd have to think about it for three years and I was just like oh yeah go on then so I think <laughs> I can treat yourself <laughs> yeah I didn't look into it or think about it at all when I got mine I just was like oh yeah go on and then it actually really hurt to drive home because like, oh, every God, time I like there. yeah every time I like used the um gear stick I was like ah gone <laughs> I can't remember it hurting when it go- went in although I did give myself bruising actually when I got it taken out she said that I had snapped it and I'm <gasps> sure it was because when I got it put in I was so fascinated by it that you could feel it I kept poking mm-hmm. it yeah <laughs> showing like pressing down on my skin to show people it underneath my skin oh, I love doing that like a seesaw <laughs> It is. Yeah. It, re- it really freaked people out. Did you find that? Like, I did. It yeah. freaked out. men out a lot. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a really bad scar from mine because I used to play with it all the time. Um, exactly. I, I don't know if that's why it's bruising, and I must have snapped it like really early on because I obviously went. You know, it got old quite quickly, and then I just didn't really think about it for three years. So it must have been right at the beginning when I just kept poking at it. Mm. But then it must. It must still work when it's snapped, Ben. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I hope not. I hope I didn't just get this, like, gush of hormones through my body. And then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, I, it must have been fine, because, I mean, otherwise I wouldn't have had the period for three years. Yeah. How do they work <laughs> out of interest? Like, saying that, because, yeah, I'd have... If it's snapped and it carries on working, is it is it like a slow release of hormones? Like, what's the? It's definitely progesterone. I think it's a slow release. Right. Um, okay. Let's Google it. Yeah. So the implant apparently steadily releases progesterone. It doesn't say how. I'm on the NHS website. We don't give you any more details. But I'm assuming that it's just like. I don't know. As it degrades, it releases progesterone. That's what I'd imagine. But it, the progesterone thickens the cervical mucus, which makes it more difficult for sperm to move through the cervix. It thins the lining of the womb so that an egg is less likely to implant itself. And that's, I guess, how it's a double-pronged at- attack against pregnancy. 
But yeah, anyway, going back to the cycles thing about irregular cycles, I was kind of trying to look up and be like, because actually there aren't that, a lot of contraceptive methods you get like bleeding throughout or something like that. But with the implant, almost everyone who's had it, who I've spoken to, had irregular bleeding with it. And yeah. it seems to be a really high percentage of people. So I was like, I don't understand why the implant has it when it's doing the same thing. And so I Googled it, and essentially they don't know. There's a, <laughs> a quote from the Association of Reproductive Health, which is, the mechanism of irregular cycles of bleeding are complex and poorly understood, and few studies have been conducted on the management of bleeding with the implant. So they're just not doing studies about this stuff like no idea yeah, I know that there's not because how many people have you actually spoken to who's had the implant and hasn't had a prolonged period but when no. you try and look it up it's just quite far down on the list of side effects like and they always say it's irregular periods instead of oh actually you'll have one for two years straight yeah yeah they try and like because well, I remember like seeing it like oh you might have irregular periods and I was like I can deal with that I don't mind like irregular on off when like, like, I don't really mind that but I I can't remember when I was looking into it seeing anything that said you're highly likely to just have a prolonged period yeah I think that's the problem with the phrase irregular periods because really that could mean anything outside of you bleed for roughly seven days a week once a month. That mm. could mean you bleed for seven days or five days or three days every two months. That could yeah. mean you bleed continuously for a year. Like there's irregular bleeding really doesn't mean very much, mm. which why yeah. I don't think it's particularly helpful when you say that like, oh, the pill can cause irregular bleeding and the implant can cause irregular bleeding. But they're different yeah. types of irregular bleeding. Yeah. But it, it seems to be that it's a very common thing that the irregular bleeding experienced by people on it is that it's just Extended. never ending. Yeah. yeah. And like I even just like looked it up to see like to try and see if there was a percentage kind of bandied around. The last study I could find was from 2008 that didn't even say any sort of percentage on it and mm. then I could just find like forum after forum of women going I've been bleeding for six months straight is that normal and then like them getting tons of comments of other women in the same boat yeah experience the exact same thing um, yeah the more that I like read and learn about periods and other women's periods the more I realize there's not very much that's researched and therefore doctors can't give great advice because they just don't know a lot of the time. Yeah. Like they don't know why things happen or how your body is going to react to something. Yeah. Anyway. And another thing I saw that like really irked me about the implant and just like contraception in general, and I know Kat, you'll like understand this very well, but they... You'll go to your doctor and say, oh, I've been bleeding for six months. So they give you another contraceptive mm -hmm. or yeah. mask the negative effects of the other contraceptive without actually thinking, hmm, maybe this contraceptive shouldn't be used so much because it's causing all these negative side effects. Let's just give you another one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you sort of think, well, that's surely not going to be good in terms of like just pumping you full of more hormones like yeah exactly you know, it's, it, it's and then I felt like because I did I did try that for a bit I tried they put me on like I think it was an estrogen one with my implant towards the end when I kept moaning about it but then I felt like my skin went worse and my mood just was like really yeah. really erratic like very very low um quite a lot of the time yeah and I think that's probably what like I think that I'm glad that the implant doesn't have very many people on it because it does seem to have quite a lot of side effects 
but I'm surprised also. I don't think that the reason that people aren't going on it is because they know about the side effects. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I've got a list of pros and cons, so maybe we'll go through the cons first, say, like, whether we experience them or whatever, and then go through the pros and hopefully end on a, oh, maybe (laughs) it's not that bad. (laughs) Okay, so cons. Uh, Putting it in and taking out is a nuisance. I don't know if you agree with that or... I don't personally. I think it's more of a nuisance to keep going and getting a pill. I think it's yeah. like more of a nuisance to keep remembering to take it every day at vaguely the same time every day. Yeah. Like, I, I think I'm the um, putting in and taking out is a massive pro. Yeah. I actually really agree because none of the other, like, um, if you lined up all the contraceptive methods for me and just based it on how I was going to be taking it, I would 100% go for the implants. It's a really simple thing. It lasts for three years. But IUD mm. lasts just as long. But it's painful as fuck to put in. Mm. Like, I think that its insertion is actually really pain-free and easy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm really squeamish. And it, I didn't find it that bad to have put in at all. Um, the taking out was just weird because it felt like... Um, yeah. For me, it felt like I could. It just felt like it was tugging. Like I felt like I had something attached to my skin, and so I had to sort of tug it out. Like, like almost like I got caught on a fishing hook. That's what I imagine yeah. that like. But I, I, I feel like <laughs> con- convenience-wise, a hundred percent, it's the best one on paper. Um, yeah. Because I've been told like a couple of times by my doctors. I, I asked after that. Um, I asked if I could have the um coil, um, and my. GP said I w- wouldn't advise it until you've had children mm. um, because of the, the yeah like the pain of having it put in I was like oh shit so I'm yeah. advised against the the, uh, the coil that's they've why I changed that now they've hopefully changed that now because when I I had the coil I had them like the mini coil put mm. in and then I when I went to get it replaced. I had the same size coil put in, but it's going to last me five years rather than three. They seem mm. to be coming, like, be getting smaller and like mm. more efficient. Yeah. So yeah. more young people will get these mini ones that will last mm. just as long as the implant. Yeah, the thing that put me off trying the IUD for so long was that my doctor told me that she didn't want to do it because I hadn't had children, basically. Mm. And it would be very painful. And then I did eventually, well, I got two put in. And they were very painful. But it wasn't necessarily the insertion. It was because both of mine became partially expelled. And that was so unbelievably painful that even if a chance of that happening, I'm kind of like, no, I'm not doing that again. (laughs) Yeah, I heard like horror stories of my friends saying, never, ever get the coil. I got it put in and I was just like in bed crying with the pain and I ended up going to like a walk-in centre because I was just in so much pain. And I was like totally like freaked out by that. And so before I went for it, I was really, really nervous. And I took some cocodamol because it says take some paracetamol and ibuprofen. I was like, I'm just going to go like one step higher mm. and take like a quite strong painkiller. And I didn't feel anything. Oh, and lucky I, I you. Any. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Annalise. <laughs> and I, I just did, yeah, and I had some cramping afterwards and then was just like, oh, well, that was just. Yeah anti-climax really <laughs> I'm sorry Kat. no it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly the putting in actually really wasn't an issue like so the first time I had to put it in I was under general anesthetic anyway because they were doing a different surgery and then the second time I had it put in was just at my GP and they're going in like I've had worse period cramps and I only took like ibuprofen before and then for three days afterwards, I felt great. I felt fine. I wasn't bleeding. And then it was just, I knew as soon as it had become, you know, dislodged because it kind of, at least mine, where mine was positioned, it got stuck in the cervical canal both times. And the kind of tip of it was poking at my cervix. And that's so painful. Oh. Like, 
and then a hard yeah. pass from me and it's quite sharp as well yeah yeah it, it felt it i'm telling you about it, it felt it <laughs> my womb is like tensing in in solidarity yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't want to go into the whole story but i got i'm actually really annoyed about what happened afterwards because both times that it became partially expelled i went to my doctor and was like this is not right like if i can I can feel where it is and there was one time I was in the shower and I was washing and I felt something hard like in me that I could feel it at the entrance of my vagina I think like it had come down really far or I could feel like I'm not sure and I was like this isn't right it keeps like I can feel how low down it is and he like you know had a nosy round opened up my vagina and was like no it's fine because it hadn't become fully expelled and then like finally they sent me to an ultrasound and it was only then that they said so it was in me for about three weeks in the wrong place in pain all that time with it poking me and then the second time they still didn't believe me and made me do an ultrasound actually anyway (laughs) that's crazy so that's the only warning i'd give with the implant is if you've got a weird uterus, then it might check it out. Um, what other cons do we have? So side effects, including, this is quite a long list. Mm-hmm. Headaches, nausea, breast tenderness, mood swings, weight gain, um, and it makes acne significantly worse. I think, like, I almost think, like, if you look on the back of any pill packet, though, like, the side effects all sound horrendous. Mm. I think, and yeah... I think my main thing is like almost when I stopped taking any contraception medicine and had no implant when I started trying for a baby, like I genuinely felt a little bit like a cloud had lifted. Yeah. I think I didn't realise how much it was really affecting me taking all those hormones until that fact. And then I can feel it again because when I take a hormone cycle, Mm. like, um, fertility drugs I'm like oh my god it's it's horrible I can feel it again and I like, oh, wouldn't want to be taking them every day um I definitely think the implant was slightly yeah it was definitely worse once I started doubling up with the pill as well but yeah it wasn't great for my mood for sure yeah I think the mood is a really big thing and I don't think it's been studied enough for them to know like the actual long-term effects and all of that mm. I remember the breast tenderness because I remember any time I'm on progesterone, I, if you touch my nipples, I'll be I'll hit you. Uh-huh. It really hurts. <laughs> I'm so bad. Like I'm so unobservant to my my own body. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I always get it where. I'll, I'll suddenly feel really good one day and then realise that I've been ill. Well, I can yeah. really not realise yeah. until I feel much better. So <laughs> I'm just not the person to ask about mood changes and stuff because I don't realise it's happening. Yeah. It can be difficult, can't it? But I think that, yeah, it's sort of same. Like, I didn't realise, like, how much it was sort of fogging me up until I stopped taking it. Um, yeah. I think as well it's quite a, it can be quite a slow process. And, like, I've only really gotten good at, at reading my body when now I've had to track symptoms and things Mm. yeah I definitely think like keeping a bit of a a note of it I'm not very good at writing them down but I think I do try and pay attention a little bit more like I even just things like when do my boobs are bigger because I'm trying to like obviously work out when I'm um yeah (laughs) which mostly right now is never but um (laughs) it's yeah you kind of do pay attention to your body a bit more yeah Um, and then it's like I suppose then you notice even more when something really strange happens. Yeah. I know the cat we tend to <laughs> message each other like, have you ever had this before? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this that's one to go into on this episode, but um yeah. Well I was just about to talk about cons is that so um one of the cons that they say there's no evidence that it reduces your libido. But it does. Yeah, I definitely think it did. I for, do you know what? Until you said that, I forgot. That it, yeah, it. Because I remember at a party talking to you, Alice, and being like, "Since I've been on the implant, I don't want to have 
any sex and he were like oh my god same and then it was yeah. just me you and ryan in our bathroom talking about the implant and sex yeah. and ryan just contributing to the conversation where he could <laughs> bless him well yeah he was probably like i agree i am getting less sex um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you know i think it was like i felt like for the first sort of time i this is quite TMI but I needed to like loop like it mm. was yeah I just it it was like almost like yeah it, my vagina just didn't want to play along it didn't sort of get going I think it was just like yeah I didn't it wasn't even yeah. the emotional side it was just that like yeah sort of oh, I'm not really that sensitive I think it took away some sensitivity maybe. I agree I think progesterone does that to me a lot because mm. so a lot of the stuff I'm on is just progesterone only. It makes a big difference, I think. Oh yeah. Just I in agree. terms of what your how your vagina will cooperate with you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've been I've been way way more horny since coming off all my contraceptives. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and yeah, again, Kat, we've talked to the, to the point where sometimes it's like to the nth degree, like yeah, uncomfortably. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but um, yeah, definitely, it does make a difference for sure. Yeah. I've never taken an estrogen only pill though. So no, but it's not estrogen only, it's progesterone and estrogen. Is there any actual estrogen only pills? No, you? no. There's no. not, okay. Because progesterone's a thing that stops you from getting pregnant, I think. Uh, and then well, yeah. estrogen is just for regulating it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think so. We all produce estrogen anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we produce progesterone as well, but only at certain points of our cycle. I might yeah. be talking about like last year. Well, mm. yeah, because you have the higher es- progesterone when you're like not fertile, which is why it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is it very just, clever. Yeah. <laughs> I bitch about it a lot, but like it's clever what they've done i just want you to do more now just <laughs> i demand the world mm. maybe you should go back to the uh the diaphragm and just be like yeah stop it i feel like yeah. that's almost one of the more natural ones or condoms i'm not yeah i don't like condoms very much i feel like they i know they say they're very effective when used properly but i just feel like that's not true <laughs> but i don't think many people know how to use them properly or Mm. even with the best of intentions and thinking that they're using it properly i think if something goes wrong like say if it like it's not it doesn't split but you get pregnant then obviously something has gone wrong um Mm -hmm. but people just don't know i don't know Mm. it's just like something physical that you have to use so your like brain manual skills yeah. to do it's just too risky yeah i don't want any human error in my yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah my contraception for sure yeah so on my list of cons as we've already discussed it's notorious for breakthrough bleeding yes um doesn't protect against sdis which is obvious but some people apparently don't realize Mm-hmm. you still have to use a condom if you're you know at risk um and apparently if you're very obese it just might not work which oh, wow yeah i didn't know that so it's just not enough hormones to go through your body which mm-hmm. like makes sense but also surely just give them more hormone like Give them a bigger, give them a bigger one. Yeah. <laughs> what like a plus size implant? Yeah, but like uh, you'd think that like surely hormones aren't a one size fits all. Like obviously your weight is going to change mm. how much you need and stuff. You'd think that they would just like do something based on your can change. Yeah. If you're really overweight and then you lose weight, then you don't want to overdose on the hormones that you've got. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. But then I guess like they should probably educate a little bit more and almost like do more of a regular kind of checkup or just say like yeah if your weight drops below this um sort of threshold or your BMI yeah yeah, come back. But you are right. I think there's not much of a variation. They're just kind of like "Mm, yeah these contraceptions work and yeah that'll that'll do that'll do. Yeah. 
Mm. <laughs> They're always at the detriment of women's <laughs> physical and mental health. And, so, yeah. Condoms. Yeah. Even no, if it doesn't affect your mood, it gives you acne, which does affect your mood because you don't like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder this about, um, so the fact that so many contraceptions are linked to weight gain, but they can't find a reason why. Like, I know that I consume a lot more food when I'm more hungry and more moody because surely it makes more sense that people are just more hungry with certain hormones. Like, that can affect that. And you're more likely to be eating if you're really emotional all the time. Like, I just wonder if, like, it maybe. And I think it's um, if your kind of body is tricked into thinking it's pregnant Mm. in terms of the hormones that are going around your body, you're going to eat more because you're just, you know, storing it biologically yeah. inclined to eat more because you're supporting growing a body inside you mm. yeah but I not. don't know how true that is that's just kind of what I was thinking as I was reading it because they're saying oh no there's no evidence of it but it's clearly happening so there's you know yeah yeah it's interesting I just think my main thing is yeah like about the implant it's just I resent it for ruining so much nice underwear <laughs> <laughs> That's literally my life. I don't have a pair of underwear that doesn't have a stain on it. I... <laughs> Did you? I saw an interview with Catherine Ryan once, who, when she heard about um, what are they called, thinks? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Period underwear. When she heard about that they exist, she burst into tears because she was so excited that her daughter would never have to worry about staining her knickers ever again. Aww. <laughs> Bless. I need to try a pair. They're quite expensive, aren't they? Yeah, they are. That's why I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I, I think, I, I think I would invest. Um, apart from the fact I hardly have them, so I don't think yeah. I get much use. But then sometimes I kind of think, you know, um, <laughs> I'd probably just wear them for like, you know, the security. I guess if they're like moisture wicking and stuff, yeah, it's not yeah. a bad thing. Um, but you can get them in like more places now. I like the idea that they're sustainable as well. Like yeah. I'm very conscious that I hate wearing sanitary towels. Um, I've seen like obviously sustainable like washable sanitary towels, but I hate wearing anything in my pants. So I like using tampons, but then I feel like um oh, that's quite a lot of waste during one period. Mm. Um, I did try. Have you tried a moon cup? Oh, it's going off piece a little bit. But have you tried a moon cup yet? Um, oh yeah, you gave me one. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I I have tried, but it won't like. I think so. My thing in at the moment is that I'm bleeding a lot, but it's not very heavy at the moment. Yeah. And that I'm basically wearing a panty liner all the time with the. So I'm t- I'm actually I'm on the injection at the moment. So you go and have an injection every three months, and that seems to have worked the best out of everything that I've tried. So I'm not actually bleeding that much I wish I'd got one earlier when I was bleeding a shit ton but mm-hmm. every time yeah. I try to put them in I, f- I can't <laughs> I had the same thing where I used to have one and loved it but then when I was spotting on the implant I wasn't producing enough blood to really justify wearing one because mm. they're quite like drying yeah um, but and also now that I'm not really bleeding regularly I don't use one but when I was it was great mm-hmm. yeah I feel like those period pants would be really really good for that um for having the implant in for that spotting I mean it would be yeah. better not to bleed but you know <laughs> yeah but then like so I'm thinking now like if I got a pair I would need so many pairs because or if you only have two pairs you have to wash them every mm. single day right for the next day so they dry out and stuff like yeah. I feel like you just need so many pairs for it to be effective I guess yeah. you kind of want like well it depends on, like how often are you doing washes if you're doing one a week then you'd need seven I if don't you, do my washing you put right a much. load on every <laughs> other day I mean I don't either I don't know. But, yeah 
but I guess if you know that you're just going to wash it anyway. And it might be that they're like quite easy to hand wash. So. Yeah, that's true. Should we go through, through some of the so-called uh, pros of the implant? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one is that it's just so easy to use that you can just forget about it for three years. I think that's the biggest pro that we discussed earlier. Like forget. on paper, it's just the In best. Converted commas, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> if honestly, if it didn't cause the bleeding, I think it would be the perfect contraception. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Like this carbonara didn't have shit all over it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm trying to put a positive spin because I'm worried that like, all of us have had bad experiences with it. And I yeah. think there's going to be people listening who come away from this show like, oh my God, implants are the worst thing that's ever been invented. But there's some people who love their implants. I mean, I haven't yeah. met any of them or I seen have. any of them online, but they must exist. You know, I, yeah. I definitely have heard people say it, like, that it's good. Um, like that they but I don't think they have very like much bleeding in the first place or it was mm. quite light um I had a friend who said that she had it and she knew that she was bleeding more than normal but she said it, like she never spotted in her knickers it was literally just if she went for a wee and she'd wipe it was like yeah like obviously like hints of blood there but um I could live with I could live with that yeah so I think it yeah I think it's like with any contraception it's so individual mm. um, and if you were lucky enough not to have the bleeding then yeah it's literally like pump and go put it in wham bam yeah. but like yeah just I guess with most of them it doesn't happen sort of how you would want it to yeah uh, for some people it does lighten their periods and make them less painful but most people that I've seen talking about it have said it's either stayed the same or got worse, like, or mm. whatever. So, I like, I'm a little dubious of that claim. But Like, mine were lighter. But yeah, were I guess mine time. were lighter. They were just constant. I mean, yeah. the way up is that. Like, they're lighter, but, I mean, they're forever. It's all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I honestly do think I'd rather have one really heavy one that lasted a week than one really light one that was all month. Uh, yeah, mm. I'm with you on that. Mm. That's interesting. I don't know. I <laughs> Because I've never had, like, really, really bad cramps, but also I've had the implant giving me, like, like spotting for like two years it's interesting for somebody who gets really bad periods to say that she'd rather have that than that <laughs> okay let me clarify <laughs> i would rather have the implant than my natural periods because my natural periods are not heavy once a week for the and that's it for a month. My natural periods are heavy for nine months at a time. Like, that's very different to a normal quote-unquote period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, if it was just heavy for a week, I could 100% deal with that. Yeah. I guess you're coming from nine months. <laughs> so yeah. Like, yes, that sounds amazing. Anything is better than this. Please put me out of my misery. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so another pro is that your fertility pretty much returns to normal as soon as it's removed, which isn't the same for like the injection, which I didn't realize. Mm. So I've been getting the injection right. for six months and I went to see a gynecologist about this whole thing a few days ago and he was saying to me that like pretty much after the injection, if you've had it for a long time, you might not be able to get pregnant for a year afterwards because mm. it hangs around your body and stuff so I yeah. think that's something worth considering because a year is quite a long time when you're trying for a baby well interestingly because obviously you know quite like deep into all of this now like when yeah. I 
first went to our fertility nurse, she said that it takes like quite a lot of couples, like on average, around a year to actually oh, really? conceive. Which, which like to me, yeah, it felt, felt like quite a long time. But I don't know if it's then like it takes a year to recover, and then you've got the standard year on top of that. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I've definitely heard that the having the injections can really like yeah slow yeah. it all down completely. So I guess that must be what it is. Like it takes yeah. you a year to go back to normal hormones, and then you've got your yeah well he was saying that even a year after the injection they're still not getting periods so like there's no chance then Mm, no and that's interesting because I always thought the injection was just the implant but you have to go regularly well yeah well that's the thing it's the same hormones they don't know what like yeah again they have no idea yeah it's the same hormones just administered in a different way why I don't know why that would make a difference Except for maybe like, I'm the only thing I can think is that maybe each injection you get a large dose of hormones, and if that doesn't entirely wear off by your next one, you're getting a build up, and that's pretty much what he was saying. Like it's just a build up of hormones, um, so they just take a while to flush out. Whereas with the implant, because it's designed to be in there for three years, as right. soon as it's removed, like you're not getting a build up of those hormones. Mm. Yeah. We need to, like, get an actual doctor on one of these episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> to, be, to fact check us. <laughs> yeah. You could actually, like, explain stuff so we're not just going, oh, we reckon it's this. Yeah, so, yeah. Um... Well, but that's the thing. Like, when I try to Google this stuff, there just doesn't seem to be very many answers. Um, and, like, so... Most women who go to a gynecologist for abnormal uterine bleeding, which is me, don't get an answer. Like, they they just don't know what causes it for most women. Mm. Like, sometimes they find endometriosis, sometimes they find fibroids, sometimes they find adenomyosis. But a lot of the time, they don't find anything. They have no idea why it's happening. Like, yeah, they just don't know very much. And that's obviously not the doctor's fault. That's just... There's not enough research. I think the um, yeah, I think gynecology is quite behind Mm. in terms of other things because it wasn't taken seriously for so so long. Yeah, we've only Mm. had the last like fifty years to do any sort of catch up with it in terms of types of medicine or anything. Yeah, I guess like even midwives were seen as like kind of witchy and yeah. Um, I guess like the other thing is with a lot of gynecology is very centered towards people who want to have a baby, which yeah, in the in the case of just you want to live your life and keep you know banging without a child appearing, <laughs> which is most yeah. of, most of the time it's yeah it's not that's like a new good. concept really. Mm. yeah sexual liberation it's like <laughs> I think it's well we've talked about this before I think that that a lot of um people especially slightly old people obviously don't tend to believe you when you say you don't want a child um yeah I think there's still like quite a big expectancy on women to like it's their purpose to to yeah. procreate which just isn't the case and you should want to be able to enjoy this one meant at the start when I was saying like almost like sex for the sake of sex and to enjoy sex is still weird yeah. taboo for young people like yeah you're seen as like I think it's still that sort of mistrust and like things like Love Island they're like oh my god how could you do that oh and it's like yeah, you're yeah. you're still seen as a bit of like a slapper if you want to have sex with people all yeah. the fun of it well I yeah I have to say that like so as someone who I don't think I want children in fact I'm, I'm pretty confident on that fact and when I say something like if a hysterectomy would cure my pain that mm. is something that I would consider and want but I'm too young to make that decision Alice who's the same age as me perfectly fine to do fertility treatment because she's not too young to decide she wants a baby Mm. but mate having a baby is a way bigger deal Mm -hmm. than not having a baby (laughs) having a baby is like you are committing to something for the rest of your life and although Mm. yeah a hysterectomy means that you cannot give birth but it doesn't mean you can't have children Mm -hmm. you know and it I understand that people think you know young people are going to change their minds they might regret it whatever 
but you might regret having a baby and that's a much bigger deal mm-hmm. than regretting having a hysterectomy or not even that you regret having a baby you just might not be a good mother yeah like you might give birth and then be so like bad at parenting that you have the baby taken away yeah i also just think like with a hysterectomy there are no financial implications if you have a baby and you get pregnant, there are a hell of a lot of financial yeah. <laughs> implications of that, and there's a lot of people who, who realistically won't deal with that. There's other, like, medical um, complications from having a baby as well. Obviously, you've got, like, like postpartum depression. Mm. You've got, like, general infections. You've got cases, like, where obviously you can get, like, um, or, like, the, oh, what's it, the husband's stitch, stuff like that. Like, there's loads of things that could go wrong with having a, a child, and there's a lot more to consider and yeah you're right like it's mental that they're like oh you have to, oh you might not be able to actually push out a child of your own vagina are you aware like <laughs> you should i i want to have a baby um you know personally but i i'm kind of the same as you can like i think if i had one baby i'd almost be like if i had a c-section i'd almost be like you should take the rest out while you're there like, <laughs> well and really, that's what really. happens a lot of the time is that like people do sterilizations with a c-section Mm. And it's much easier to convince a doctor to sterilize you once you've had children. Because, you know, I mean, that's what women, that's their purpose. Like, once they've had a baby, you know. <laughs> I've um, got an idea, Kat. I think what mm. we should do, so people take you seriously. You get pregnant, right? You just give, give it your, you. Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, right, take it out. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Teamwork. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'd have that much more luck than you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're probably right. Anyway, let's get back to topic. Oh, another pro is that um, if you can't have estrogen for any reason, you can still use implants since it's only progesterone. Apparently, some women can't have estrogen, which mm. is cool. And if you get side effects, it can be taken out immediately, which being on the injection, I think, is a really good thing. Because if you get the injection and you hate it, it makes you into a like acne everything three it months. makes you into an acne it I makes like you that. i was gonna say into an acne monster but then i was like <laughs> that sounds awful i don't <laughs> but yeah then you're just stuck with that for three months and there's nothing you can do but mm. yeah i suppose that there are like, this is why we all opted for it at some point mm. because it sounded amazing because it yeah. sounded so convenient and so effective and just like it would was just the most obvious option and then yeah yeah Yeah. so that's all our sort of pros and cons that I found on the internet but I think I can read the room on this one and we're mainly going with it's not good it's not great (laughs) I just I've never met someone who said it was good that's the problem and when I first got it the first six months I really liked it yeah, so I told everyone about it. Yeah, and Liz, you were like... the reason that I got it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There were so many friends that I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And they all went out and got it and then got it taken out almost immediately. <laughs> my yeah, my advice would be if you wanna if you're thinking of trying it, get it, but be prepared to have it out after a year. Because that <laughs> yeah. That first year for me was was awesome bar the like you know there was I feel like though none of the symptoms were any worse than like what I'd get on the pill just like with a little bit of like bloaty weight gain you know a little bit of like sort of well or like emotional downs um but yeah I think the worst thing for me that kicked in after the year was probably the lack of sex and the spotting but I think before that point I'd have said yes yeah but yeah, just maybe you see it's a short term. If you go to a doctor and they say, oh, just stick with it, or if you're having a terrible time on it and they say stick with it or try this additional contraception, just take it out. Yeah. Like, don't you don't need to stick with it. And if they're offering an alternative contraception, why not just take that instead? Yeah. Because yeah. I've never heard that it's worth it. And they're trying to keep you on it because to them 
the benefits outweigh the negatives, but that doesn't necessarily. Yeah, on paper, it looks amazing. And I can see why doctors who haven't had to live with the implant are like, this is amazing. Like, people, more people should be sticking out with this because it's going to be really good. But yeah, the experience is different to how I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and especially for young people, it's amazing for them because, like, a lot of young girls on the pill are not going to be the most consistent to remember it or Mm -hmm. keep track of it but so when I was getting mine taken out and I said oh yeah I've been bleeding the like basically the whole time and she said like she said that like quite often if say if I had gone to the doctors and said oh I keep bleeding I would have been told to just keep it in Mm. because to them it's better that I'm on contraception and not accidentally getting pregnant yeah Mm. So, yeah. yeah so I don't know if you're considering the implant this podcast has probably put you off but <laughs> <laughs> I do like I think it's worth trying like I do yeah. think it's worth trying because there are some people who it works for like yeah. and it lasts for so long that unless you want to put up with having an IUD put in it's probably the longest you're going to get out there yeah right? mm. yeah if you and you don't have to get an injection. If you want convenience, you don't want to think about a pill every day, try it. But don't be afraid to take it out if it's not for you after yeah, like definitely. six months to yeah. a year. Yeah. I think the main yeah, the main takeaway, the main positive takeaway is like it is not that painful and it's not like yeah, you don't have to think about it. Yeah. And we're like, we're, all, like, we're all like, try it, try it. Yeah. <laughs> also with like like Pat said, with the implant. Not no, not the implant, but the injection, because the, the long-term side effects are a bit worrisome. Because there aren't any long-term side effects, you might as well try it. Especially yeah. if you're in the UK, because it's free on the NHS. Yeah. I oh, Yeah, that was something I found out on... 600 um, quid? Yes, did you? Yeah, did $600, you see that? $600, sorry. It costs the <laughs> NHS £83, but it costs um, the US over $600. Now, I saw that when I was researching it, and I was like, "Fuck me!" Insurance like, system. I think that mental. might be one of the reasons hardly anyone has it, because obviously, like, if you live in somewhere where you're not not getting free healthcare, I'm not paying for an implant. I'm not doing that much. Hundred dollars. And why are they so vastly different prices? If it costs eighty pounds over here, it should cost the same amount. I think we know that answer, Annalise. Annalise. <laughs> but if you have to, if it's not on your insurance and you're buying it in the first place. Yeah, Why is but it that's because different? in America they can hike up the price. But anyway, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. really sorry if you're American. You're so far. <laughs> <It's... laughs> okay, final thing. What contraception do you think has been the best that you've used? And why was it better than the implant? I've only used two. Oh, okay. So I got the implant when I was 18, and it was the first contraception that I'd ever had. And then, I, so I got it taken out three years later, so I was 21, and I got the hormonal coil, and it's just been the best thing ever, and mm. I recommend it to everyone. And I was told loads of horror stories about getting it put in, how like painful it was, but I loved it. Wait like, until I, you get well, it taken out. I have had it taken out. Oh, you have? Was, yeah. Oh, mine was, was bad thing. I've just had a bad experience <laughs> with it. It's not it's not like, its fault. Well. It hates me. <laughs> yeah whatever no it's just like I would recommend the coil to everyone who doesn't have a fucked up uterus like because it sounds amazing and for three days it was amazing (laughs) three days it was the best three days of my life like (laughs) no bleeding at all what (laughs) yeah like I like my periods were like almost non-existent I and because because it's similar to the implant but it's localized to your uterus so it's not you don't have all these hormones swooshing around your body affecting your acne or things like that yeah it's there's hardly just, any side effects for most people yeah and mm. now that they've managed to increase the amount of hormone in it I won't have to think about it until I'm 30 so that's so good just, I couldn't mm. just crack on. Although I was a bit worried when she said that because 
I'm going to forget. <laughs> I'm going to get to 30 and just forget all about it and then be like, oh, shit. When is it, when does it expire? What? Uh, yeah. Like when she's like, oh, yeah, you don't have to think about it for five years. I was like, great. I'll try and remind you. <laughs> okay, thank you. It can be a birthday present to have it like yeah. a <laughs> yeah. new one. Yeah. Alice, I'll... what's your favourite form of content? perception you've ever used for me i really liked the combined pill it mm. made me feel slightly mental um there was other side effects but it really cleared up my bad skin so i guess like best from of a, a bad bunch from a very vain point of view that was good for me but i've never tried the coil i think that yeah i've yeah i think that's probably as best i just was put off by my doctor um yeah yeah it, it, it i will it's unpleasant it, it is very unpleasant. And I can see if you've never had a smear test, don't get the coil. Like, do a smear test first because... Really? I've not had a smear test. Really? No, I didn't feel like my smear test Annalise. was bad. No, the smear I got, test I wasn't... got a coil when I was 21. You're not due a smear test till you're 25. Have you never had a smear test, Annalise? No. I was due one. Go and get a smear test. Go and get, yeah, go and get a smear test. Yeah, but there's no appointments or anything. Um, do you want to February? For anyone listening now, coronavirus. <laughs> so I like, yeah. I'm like now, as in like I'm talking to people in the future who <laughs> know more coronavirus. Um, yeah, because it's magically going to clear up in a few yeah, months. Yeah, I turned so. 25 and was like, I should book a smear test. And then there's no appointments. I mean, I, I did read an article on BBC News the other day saying that they need to like try and get like there's a backlog yeah. now of yeah. 25 year olds that need it. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, take a vote. Yes or no to the implant. Would you recommend people get it? Yes. I say yes. I would, yeah. I don't I don't regret having mine. I just probably would have had it out a little bit earlier than I did. Yeah. So we all hated it, but also you should get it. Listen. Um, <laughs> and that's it for this week's episode of Period Drama. Thanks so much for listening and stay safe in these crazy, crazy times. <laughs> Bye. Menstruation is fun. It's an exciting time.